Entertaining. I've never heard anything quite like it. Really? Engaging. That's pretty cool. Encouraging. Surely I say unto you dudes, I do not wish to fight. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Pursuing the truth and helping you live out a life in Christ. It's Lee Michaels Live. He's a righteous dude. On AM 980, The Mission. Hello, hello. You know what? I'm not Lee Michaels. If you're just tuning in, my name is Suge Burry, and I am the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And we are blessed with the fact that Lee was ready to step back. He's on, uh, where, where is he, John? What He's the heck is he doing? He's on assignment. He's probably napping right now. On assignment Thanksgiving week. Praise God for that. Maybe the turkey has already kicked in a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But thank early. you, Lee, for giving me the opportunity to come on. And all of our listeners that are probably sitting in traffic. And, John, you said gloomy. It's not gloomy in here. It's rocking in You're here. You're right, Shig. You're right. Not the studio. Yeah, that's right. Not the studio. <laughs> Um, those of you that are listening, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, our show is on Saturdays, and we are on AM 980, the Twin Cities Christian Voice, The Mission. Tune in. You can listen to our shows either on podcast, anywhere where podcasts can be listened to, or I encourage you to go to the website at am980themission.com. Click podcast, women's hot topics, and you're going to see us there. And we have a big variety of shows that we have already done. And I encourage you to listen and send in your ideas as well. But today, today, oh my gosh, listeners, I can't wait to see what we're going to do today. Our show lineup for the next two hours is rocking. You've got to listen to us while you're in the grocery store shopping for Thanksgiving, whether you're sitting in the cars, whether you're exercising, whether you're at home cooking. I'm just so glad that you guys are here because who am I with? I am with Bridget Nelson. Yay! Hi! Bridget, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome, Suge. I'm happy to be here. And you know what? I'll say right off the bat, I'm kind of bummed that I don't have a cool name like Suge. Your name's Bridget. We, it's, just, it's just not as much fun. Let's you have give a cool you a new name. name while you're here. Yeah, we'll come up what with something. What would it be? Madonna? <laughs> I don't know. what You're going to have to think of it. Let me know later I know, what Shug, it should be. you're so cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But not as cool as you, because I was talking to my sweet pea Shelly, a shout out in Denver. And yes, we have listeners in Denver and Boulder, all through Colorado. Um, they're snowed in today. And Indeed. we started to talk about you, Bridget. Did you know this? Well, that's what you should do when it snows. I know. We yeah. were talking about you, and I was telling my daughter who you were. And Bridget Nelson, get this, friends, is a three-time Emmy-nominated Peabody award-winning comedy writer. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe you're in the room with I me. I sound better than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, thank we are, you. We are with royalty here the for sure. Day. And she is best Man. known, get this, John, you might know the show. She's best known for her work on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. And that is the coolest show. <laughs> you know, have you guys seen it? It's got like those those woman. Martian heads and they're making fun of the movies, et cetera. They've been out for a long time. Shug, I have like 20 DVDs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Right. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. John. Yeah, you've got, you got a bunch of groupies here for you there. Bridget, I'm really excited to have you here. Now, they did the I'm Mystery Science here. Theater 3000, and it's hosted by no other than her husband, Mike. A shout-out to Mike Nelson. Yeah, Yay, the crowd Mike. goes wild. And, yeah. and, and, and her husband, of 30 years, they have been together. Yes, and, one of them happy. <laughs> I'm the, kidding, I'm kidding. And the rest were outstanding. That's yes. how that goes. <laughs> Featuring a stellar cast of Mads and Supporting Characters, Plus, countless classic sketch segments highlighted by original songs, 
clever inventions, movie spoofs, and more. Mystery Science Theater 3000 skewered its way into the hearts of fans around the globe who recognize what making fun of cheesy movies looks like when elevated to high art levels. Welcome, Bridget. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm, I soon will be snowed in, so we'll be very happy. You know, my whole time. family says I'm not funny. <laughs> I mean, they do. They said, Mom, you didn't get the funny gene. Dad did. And, and our daughter and our son, for that matter, our son works for uh, DreamWorks, and he's hilarious as well. And, you know, so I am kind of like the, the stoic in the family versus everybody else that's there. You might have caused their humor. Well, no, or I caused their depression, one of the two. I'm not sure which <laughs> Well, one we've is. got somebody on today that can help us yes. sort that out. Amen for that. Amen. <laughs> Again, my name is Sugbury, and this is Him for Her Radio. We're filling in for the Lee Michaels live show. Again, Lee, thank you so much. We got John back there producing for us. John, are you ready for Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the break, too. Are you? Yep. How's oh, your puppy? Oh, getting big. Yeah. He's big and he's consuming more day by day. Yeah, you're not supposed to give your dogs turkey. I just got to tell you that now. Oh, we're actually very disciplined when it comes to what we give him. He's oh, getting good. no human food Good, right good, now. good. I'll bring you some boy. turkey and dressing. Don't, don't give him turkey because it's terrible. It is. <laughs> That's it is. why you don't give it, anyone you know, turkey. I like yeah. the dressing. I'm just going with that. And, exactly. you know, we could talk about recipes, but uh, I'm not that kind of gal. Me neither. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> God bless. Instead, we're going to talk about something pretty darn exciting. So today's show, we've got two hours here. I mean, not enough time for me to talk, that's for sure. My husband jokes with me. He said, Shug, I've prepared you to talk to yourself for two hours. No problem there. And so we're going to talk for two hours today, but not by myself. We've got some excellent guests that are here with us today. The first hour we have one of my favorite people on this show, and his name is Todd Mulliken. And he's going to be talking to us about two different topics, which is really a fun and exciting topic. The first topic is to be right versus to be liked. Did you know that, Bridget? What do you prefer? To buy, oh, I like to be liked. You do. Are you kidding me? I'm a comedian. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Love me or I die. Yes, yes. Yeah. A slow death. Yeah, I'm yes, sure. Yes, I'll and, go on stage and... Bear my soul so that you like me. Yes, yeah. and we're going to talk about it from a Christian perspective. And, you know, there's me? this word. No, we're not going to talk about my, no, no, we're, my No, soul. we're talking about narcissism. Oh, oh, oh well, then we are. Yeah. Good, good. And you know why we're talking about it? Why? Because Thanksgiving's around the corner. And all these people are going to be getting together for families, and they're going to be, I'm so glad Shug brought this show up, so I know how to handle this when I get there. And we're also talking about codependency, you know, and, and with us and our ministry and what we do, there's a lot of codependent people out there, and we are going to learn from the expert, Mr. Todd. He is going to set us right with tools and equipping and his books. I can't wait to get to it. I Shug, just, is it okay with you if we talk about codependency? I'm codependent on you, Bridget. Is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, Todd Mulligan's going to be great. Mulligan with yeah. a K, if not anything, a G. I'm codependent on John because he runs the show for me. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about it if it's okay with yes. John. I mean, I don't want to bother him or anything, We're but will you produce the show? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're, we're also going to talk about... You go ahead. Old spouses, staying attracted to your aging no, spouse. No, the word isn't old. It's not? It's just, no. Well, no, it's not old. We're going to talk about different phases of life. Okay. But the second show, the second hour, is going to be with Jay Bryan and Renee Calva, some of my favorite people as well. We've done past shows with them on how to keep your marriage hot. All right. With you an know? aging spouse. Yeah. How old is yeah. the guy? So, so this show is called, in case you didn't know, Bridget, this is what we're going to talk about. Okay, thank you. Please <laughs> tell me. This show is called... Uh, staying attracted to your aging spouse. Aging spouse. <laughs> 
Oh. I feel like I should be riding in on a white yes. horse when I hear that. <laughs> I mean, and I want you, you to be attracted do. to me. I mean, like, how old are we talking? Like, I used to be aged. a great beauty. Aged. I was not, in the dance we, line. We could talk about 18 okay. years old okay. all the way up to what it's like when you uh, are our age. In fact, this morning, my husband and I had uh, quite the vicarious conversation on this. Is that a good word for it? Yeah. Well, vivacious. It, yeah, maybe. Was it was it pillow talk? Were you lying in bed talking about it? Or were you getting dressed and brushing your teeth? My daughter's listening. I can't oh. share. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information right now, Bridget. Okay, I know, yeah. I know. But, you know. We've been together more than 45 years. Wow. Shout out to my lover, Blair, who's out there hanging Christmas lights. Poor guy. Oh, that stinky What did you do on your first date? We can't remember our first date. Oh. Because we met in Because you're school. aging spouses to yeah. each other. Yeah, well, that's probably it. But we remember how we used to have rippling abs and strong arms, so that's the benefit of knowing each other that long. You just close your eyes and pretend. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, why do we have to have the experts on? I, I think we should talk about close this. Close your eyes and pretend. I there think we so, go. Bridget. I think so. And how long have you and your lover been together, Mike Nelson? Uh 30 years, just this October. Oh, you guys are babies. Yeah, we are babies. Yeah. But, you know, we. it's funny because we... Um, he got hired to write on Mystery Science Theater like two weeks before our wedding, and we went on our honeymoon, and we came back early because we were afraid they would forget that they hired him. <laughs> <laughs> we came back from our trip in, to the Brainerd Lakes area jo- oh, in, la- in ooh, late October. That's one when of the number one places on Condé Nast Traveler. <laughs> in October? <laughs> no. Late October? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. you went up to Brainerd. That's a hot spot. Yeah, somebody had like a free cabin or yeah. something. We were poor comedians. Yeah, you know, people talk more Canadian up there. You do oh, know yeah. that. You yeah. betcha. Yeah, they do. Got to make a hot dish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those oh, of crepes. you that are listening down south in Texas. Crepes, oh, are we gonna Are we going to talk about your ministry or not? Yes, crepes. can we? Crying out loud. Do yeah. you mind? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Oli and Lena, we're going to do this. <laughs> so it's called Him for Her Ministries, H-I-M, number for Her Ministries. And if you haven't told, if you can't tell already, we love having fun in this ministry. We just did a gala that we held. John was there. John, thank you for coming to our gala. Well, thank you for having me, Shook. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was nice to meet your mom. It is. Yeah. She's fun. Now she's I fun. know where you get your looks. Your well. mom is really great looking. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's you, a beauty. Yeah, hello. Shout out to mom. John's Shout mom. out to mom. Yeah, she's just awesome. <laughs> but anyway, so we had this gala, a comedian. We just laughed our heads off. And you know what I think is the most important is that we were celebrating freedom. And why are we celebrating freedom? Because I work with women in and out of prison. We work with women all over the country, all over the world, as a matter of fact. And there's five different initiatives to him for her ministries. The first one is radio. Did you know I'm on the radio? We're doing it right now. Did you know this? Right now. I mean, it's, I never thought I'd be on the radio. I it know. just wasn't something I conjured up. No, because you have a face for TV. Uh, do I? Yes. Let's wave because we're on Facebook Live. There we are. You know, thank God for that. Uh, can we doctor those pictures up, John? Please. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. But radio has an amazing capacity to reach people. Yes, it does. And not only that, it goes to the farthest ends of the earth. And so we are reaching women in the darkest corners of the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're Mm -hmm. talking about hot topics today that nobody else is talking about. In the very last segment, you guys got to hang on to the last part of the second hour. We're going to talk about all the different shows that we've done. I mean, women, we have talked about how to keep your marriage hot. Those crazy hormones. Can submission be sexy? Yes. And, you know, we talk about all these things through the lens of Christ. And where else can you go? There's a lot of women's hot topic shows, but nobody's talking about them through the lens of Christ. And we did one on John's favorite topic, 
It was the only one I got a complaint on, actually, John, <laughs> which is the Christian and cannabis. Oh. Right. <laughs> and no, I'm just going to tell the world, I was not promoting recreational cannabis people. I just want you to know that. But I, I thought it was like a miracle plant. I learned so much about the medicinal qualities of uh, cannabis. And, you know, to my listeners out weed. there in California, in Colorado, who it's there, it's legal out there. You know, we're learning. We're slow learners here in Minnesota. So we're just trying to get our, navigate our way through this, uh, through the lens of Christ. But enough about radio. Are you saying, are you kind of a pothead? Is that, you're not saying you're a pothead. You're saying you're not a pothead, but my you're children open. are listening. What part of that didn't you get the first time? <laughs> I want clarification. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to listen to the show, part one and part two. I will listen to part one. Okay, but you're 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 learning about it. I'm That's learning what I hear you about saying. it. Yes. Okay. Back right. from the day, you know that this is not the Cheech and Chong day anymore. So we're learning about that. <laughs> um, and then the second initiative, because I'm going to get back to the ministry, Bridget. You and I, we could go off and. Well, a you've tangent. got speaking. You've got prison ministry. Yep. We I speak around the. World, if you want to invite us to your, your conferences, which they probably won't now, the women's I know. conferences. I'm so sorry. And then the third area that we do is prison ministry, where I go in and preach the gospel in prisons, um, as well as prison mentoring, which is what we just talked about mentoring women. We're going to be bringing that up a little bit. Uh, women leaving prison. And then the last area is housing. We house women leaving prison. And this is the new initiative for us as well. But I have got so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Listeners, stay tuned, stay in that traffic. Don't be in a hurry to get home because we got so much in store for you. Whether you be in Colorado, you're here in the Twin Cities. The weather is just fine in the studio here today. My name is Sugbury, and uh, yeah, Shug S H U G. In case you want to write in and complain, Sugbury, and I am the host of Him for Her Radio, uh, Women's Hot Topics, and we have got a show here today. Now, I just want to let you know. Normally, if you're tuning in, I am not Lee Michaels, and I'm thanking you so much, Lee, for allowing me to come in during this Thanksgiving week, as you are on a top-notch private secret job thank what, you what is he up to john like i like i said he's probably napping right now yeah yeah he's, just he's, getting a snooze he's in. out on assignment <laughs> i love it when people say that he's on assignment that's right but who am i sitting here with i'm here with bridget nelson a three-time emmy nominated peabody award-winning comedy writer oh, and I'm she blushing. works on mystery science theater Did. as well as riff tracks we're going to be talking about that later in the second hour the first hour we have here today we are meeting with todd mulligan who's in the studio with us today and we're going to be talking about to be right or be liked and then we're going to move right into the hot mess of dysfunctional families especially during the thanksgiving season thank you todd for being here today thanks for having me wouldn't you introduce him to us? Bridget? I would, I would. You know, Todd, he's the owner of his own counseling center, Mulliken Counseling Center in Edina. He provides counseling for individuals, couples, and families for pretty much anything you need to go to a counselor for. And he's here to talk about his book, 
being right versus being liked, discovering the impact of narcissism and codependency on couples and families. And Todd, right off the bat, what is your working definition of narcissism and codependency? And go. Go. So narcissism has been really overplayed a lot, meaning there's lots of new definitions coming out that people are creating. And so I think it's good to talk about what the clinical definition is. There's nine symptoms. So very quickly, the person has to have at least five of these nine in order to meet the criteria. Let's count oh, Bridget okay. and see how many right, we see, got. You know, just oh, so check I don't it just out. get to say, Chug's a narcissist. I'm going well, to And then I'm going to count on this hand and how many John has. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember, if you think you're a narcissist, you're not. Yeah. Right? So that's good. Okay. So right? narcissist okay. is. Okay. So the first one is they expect to be acknowledged for things greater than they do. So they'll embellish. They bring things back to them. You ask them what time it is and they tell you how to build a watch. You know, oh. you, you know, they, you know, you ask them a question and they go on for a long time. So they really bring things to themselves a lot. The second is they have a preoccupation with fantasies of power, brilliance, success, beauty, or ideal love. So oftentimes people that are in an affair will develop narcissistic tendencies because they really feel like they found ideal love. Hmm. And they haven't, of course. That's not me, honey. Got it. Wow. Third symptom is they believe they're special. So, you know... Bridget, you just don't really understand. You know, oh, I, I, I get it, and you know, you just don't get it, right? So they're we watchmakers understand. Yeah, you right. people who want to know the time have yeah. no idea what's going on. Exactly. I can't believe they even humble us with their presence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. The fourth symptom is they have an excessive need to be admired. So what I believe is narcissist's capacity to love is not as their great is not as great as their need to be loved. Mm-hmm. So they're operating out of that really deep sense of inadequacy. The fifth symptom that comes into play during the holidays, which keeps me in business, is they have a sense of entitlement. So they expect automatic compliance to their wishes and expect extra favorable treatment. Hmm. Okay, So this is when we're doing the holiday. We expect you to be here. This is the time. This is the way we've done it the past 235 years. And this (laughs) is what we do, right? So very kind of rigid in this expectation and compliance. Narcissists don't make requests, they make demands. Mm. And this is the way we do it. Okay, so then then they find themselves married to... Usually codependents. Ah. So yeah, we'll get to them in just a minute. So where are we on five? Number six is they will exploit others. You don't have any yet, John. Yeah. (laughs) Right? He's crushing it. No. Yeah. But I want to say this right away. What's really important with all mental health issues is it's on a continuum. You know, mm-hmm. like we have that with Asperger's. Somebody could have mild Asperger's or severe. It's really the same way in, in, this, in the book I wrote that somebody could have one of these traits and be mildly controlling. Mm-hmm. Or somebody can have all nine of these and is a severe narcissist. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. it's really important we don't get labely and one size fits all. Every situation is different. So no uh, judging. Right. No right. judgy. Right. Matthew 7, you know, just... Don't you know, be a judgy Jane. Don't do the judgy deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The seventh symptom is the toughest one. There's a lack of capacity and an unwillingness to empathize. So that oh. lack of empathy is a crusher in relationship if we don't have that. The eighth yeah. symptom have two parts. Um, they are jealous of others, which isn't that uncommon. I'm jealous of you, Bridget. But you ready <laughs> for this your one? Only, your only trait. But Bridget, listen, okay. wait, wait on this I'm one. Wait, right? I'm waiting for it. Waiting for it. Waiting. They think others are jealous of them. Oh, oh no, no. So yeah. if you if you are looking in the mirror, jealous. that's only John. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> you know if you're looking in the mirror one day for half an hour and thinking of the 400 people that are jealous with you, you might want to give me a call. Right. Okay, I will. Oh, I yeah. will. Yeah. Okay. And they're all out to get me because I'm so awesome. Right. 
Right. And okay. All the right. ninth and last symptom is they oh, have arrogant and haughty attitudes. Mm. So they're, they're, you know, just a big deal. Mm. You know, kind of pharisaical types. Mm-hmm. They have the answers. Just ask them. Okay. So they have to have I'm five of the nine. I'm exhausted, and it's not even Thanksgiving no, yet. You didn't I really don't get want any of this guy to come uh-huh. to my You're party. Codependency, real quick, is people that tend to be defined by what others are thinking. They're under people's heads a lot. Okay, so they're they're not as they don't know themselves in Christ as much as they know others and what's going on. So they're very adaptive to what's going on. They're very outside in people, I call them. So mm. they avoid conflict. They pacify. They adjust. They're chameleons. Okay, so they're, what did you say, outside, outside, outside in? Outside in. So my outside environment defines what I do. Boy, if I say this and my spouse will do that, so I better not do that. You know, if I say this and my mother-in-law might, yeah, I better not do that. So they're always kind of uh, avoiding landmines versus just being authentic and who they are in Christ, and I'm just bringing that out to the world. Is that what I'm called, authentic, when it just comes out? And yep, I didn't yep, think about it. You are so <laughs> authentic. <laughs> I call it, um, oh. Yeah, yeah no shug. filter is what I was thinking, but. <laughs> You know, I'm glad I don't make that. Gosh, thank you. Thank you, my counselor, Todd Mulliken. Oh, well, they so get good. together, these people, right? So you're starting with the couple. What goes on with that type of coupling? Do they seem they well, seem they, to find each other, and then they have kids, and what happens to their well, kids? Well, you know, it's not like they look for It's not like the codependent goes, I can't wait to find somebody that can be telling me what to do all the mm-hmm. time, right? Uh, so they don't look for it, but they endure it. Does that make sense? So the, the, the dilemma with codependent is that they endure the mess versus address the mess. Because so, they don't know how? Right. They don't know how. They never learned. They were in an alcoholic system growing up. They maybe grew up in, you know, where mom and dad never talked about any conflicts in front of them. So they don't know what to say. They don't know their feelings. And controlling people aren't necessarily looking for people to control. They're just their last word Larry's, their last word Lorraine's. You know, mm-hmm. they just kind of, here's, here's the truth. Just ask them, you know. Mm-hmm. Severe narcissists do. They're very predatorial and are out to get people. But that's not any very many people that's like one percent of the population so whereas nowadays if somebody's in a difficult marriage they tend to kind of throw the narcissistic word out there Mm -hmm. well i'm married to a narcissist that may or may not be true if you're just tuning in uh this is not the lee michaels speaking here this is suge burry but this is the lee michaels show and we have a show as well that airs on saturdays at 11 a.m and sundays at three it's him for her radio women's hot topics and this is the kind of stuff we talk about as a matter of fact we just had todd on last weekend and he talked about a hot mess dysfunctional families the second part of that is going to be aired this coming saturday so if you want to listen to any of our shows go to podcast anywhere that podcast is playing and you will find us or please find us on am 980 the mission Dot com. Before we leave for break, I can't wait till we get into our next segment, Todd, because, you know, we can talk about narcissism, we can talk about codependence, but how is this going to impact our personal mm-hmm. lives when we come across them? Mm-hmm. And I really know that you've got some tools for us to use when we come across these people. Thank you so much for listening. Here we are, Lee Michaels Live, and I'm not Lee Michaels. I'm Suge Burry, and I am the host of really the best 
women's radio show I know about. Him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. And I am so thankful that we are on AM 980, The Mission. Would you guys look us up? Would you find us? We air on Saturdays at 11 o'clock a.m. as well as Sundays at 3 o'clock. And if you're watching the Lee Michaels show, we're waving because we're on Facebook Live. And yes, Gary, I need a mirror because now that we have a video camera here, I want to make sure my lipstick is looking good. Let me see. Yeah. How does it look? John, how does it look? Yeah. Looking good, sure. Are we good? good? Yeah, you can just use me until we get the mirror in there, right? (laughs) Gary's working on it, I promise. Amen, amen. (laughs) Anyways, I am just so thankful about the guests that we have here today. We've got Bridget Nelson, who is our guest co-host. I'm so thankful, Bridget, that you're here with us today. And we have our wonderful guest, Todd Mulligan, who is an awesome man. Todd, awesome man. Todd, how can people get hold of you if they want to find you? Just my website, toddmulligan.com. And they have clinic information there. They can purchase the books, etc. It's all good. It's awesome. I went on your website, and um, they even have a picture of the office building on there. Yeah, and, yes. you know, it's easy to find. Got to make sure you find it. Easy to navigate. Amen. So we're talking about his new book, uh, Being Right Versus Being Like, Discovering the Impact of Narcissism and Codependency on Couples and Families. And when we left off, we were talking about... How does a couple navigate? You know, this? holidays are coming up. Yeah. You know, people and, and and Todd, if you could answer this question both independently and as a couple, mm. how do you navigate around people that are codependent? What are some of the warning signs? And then you've got a narcissistic person here, and and they're either dating or married to codependent, and you know, it just sounds like a hot mess already. So, would you share some of your insight on that? Sure. I think for the couple, what's really important is this concept of mutual vulnerability. So. In Christ, are they letting each other in or are they taking things out on each other? So what I mean by that is the narcissistic or controlling type needs to be more humble. And whenever they lead out, they need to lead out from a place of interaction versus interrogation. And they need to then ask their partner how they see things. Because typically controllers just want to be right, get the last word in and don't create that dialogue. You know, mm-hmm. So they want talk- to be right about the humility, the humility too? <laughs> Probably, I right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are they leading with grace? Because, again, they're, they're kind of truth tellers. So Jesus came full of truth and grace, right? So the vulnerability for the controlling person is to be more of a truth teller and always getting the last word in and always want to be right, and that kind of shuts down conversation. Mm-hmm. So they need to be more vulnerable by leading with humility, by saying, hey, here's how I see it. What do you think, honey? So it's really a, a big shift, but it's a helpful shift. It can change the home. It's a training. Yeah, it's a training. They get to do it one day at a time. They get to be prayerful about it. You know, transformation happens over time, not overnight. Will your book go through some tips and suggestions? It gives antidotes for what the narcissist can do to have a more healthily attached relationship, uh, how to lead with humility, how to be more for others, how to lead with more empathy. So they're gaining traction in becoming more empathetic. And then on the other side of the street, uh, the, the the codependent actually has to be more honest. I know it sounds weird, but codependents struggle with actually, you know, lying by omission or avoiding the mess. Because if I avoid the mess, that's better because, you know, all conflicts are from Satan and they're all bad versus, no, you know, there's a lot of conflicts in the Gospels. Jesus mm-hmm. is full of truth and full of grace. So codependents have to lean in more and be honest versus build resentment because the pleaser tends to build resentment and then by halftime they're really a hot mess and they're really hurting and they're overwhelmed so and then they're mad about stuff from 10 years ago right 10 years ago on a tuesday and right he doesn't know what's going on i have a i kind of have an off how do you know it's a guy oh yeah i don't know i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know but i do have a a quick question like um 
So I would think that most codependent people say, hey, I have trouble with codependency, but how many people say I'm a narcissist? Right. If he, yeah, right. So usually if somebody doesn't come in my office and say, you know, I'd like to share with you I'm a narcissist <laughs> and I need help, right? So They, they, they right. need to so, be told like Jesus would, like, like right, right. you. You like, Buddha vipers, you, yeah, right? you, you whitewash yeah. tombs, right? So, But the truth is, is mildly controlling people would be more than happy to say, whoa. But the only time you see change in that dynamic is when the codependent starts asserting their voice and saying, hey, right now what you're saying is hurtful and I'm really sad and I need to, you know, let you in on that. So I talk about how couples can be more vulnerable with each other, accept each other's differences, and then how to come towards each other in Christ versus taking things out on each other. I so like that's a journey. Sh- I like what Shug said, too, about it. it's it's um, training. You don't just one day, no. you don't do it one day, honey, I'm irritated about this, and you're over being codependent. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's a training. And you might have two steps forward, three steps back, and but God is with you through all that mess, and he's for us in bringing that healing dynamic together. Mm-hmm. So it's great when both couples can say, hey, I'm all in on making some shifts and working on their own side of the street versus kind of keeping score and throwing stones. Yeah, we don't like that th- that stone throwing business. No, That's no, kind of dangerous. It's no good. Absolutely. You know, I work as you know um, in our ministry, Him for Her Ministries. Um, we work with women inside of prison and outside of prison, and around the United States as well. And codependency doesn't just happen with women who have been incarcerated, but most of the women that I talk to in prison are codependent. Mm-hmm. You know, they met a man or a woman, you know, you're not sure what that situation is, and they're codependent on them. They just, they are only as good as their latest relationship. Oh, wow. Um, is and, that true? Yes. And and they just, and Bridget comes into prison yeah. with me as well. So, um, you know, it's just, haven't you found that, Bridget, when you work with the women in there? Yes. Yeah. And they, sometimes they'll have a, a relationship that, and that that is all they can talk about mm-hmm. is how that person reacted to when they told them this. And you have to kind of pull them out of out of that in discussion. Like, no, what do you think about this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what are the warning signs? If you could share with us, Todd, yeah. please. What are the warning signs? Um, because our mentors, I'm trying to train them at all times to make sure that they are not being a person that they can be codependent with right. this person, so with the mentee. The good news is all they have to be for the rest of their lives is honest. Mm-hmm. That's all they have to be. Okay, they just need to, you know. The mentors. No, the codependents. Oh, okay. They the just codependents. get to be codependent mm-hmm. because what happens is they don't want to say something because it won't go well or they'll, they'll ruminate on something that their spouse said to them or their boyfriend or girlfriend said to them. Yesterday afternoon, I did it wrong because they reacted really bad, so I must have done that wrong. Okay, so they can say, I don't like dark meat right. on and Thursday. Right, and they get to say that. <laughs> okay. And they get to say that. <laughs> Go ahead. And Bring it home, Bridget. And, and their spouse may disagree, and that's okay, and we get to have mm-hmm. a disagreement, and God's mm-hmm. still good, and guess what? It's, whew, breathe, it's going to be okay. Right, it's going to be okay. Yep. But codependents are vulnerable. So you notice you're starting to be codependent if you're in the other person's head a lot and you're starting to tap dance around what your own truths are, what your own integrity is, what you just get to lead out with. So I get to be an inside-out person. Here's my inside convictions from the Holy Spirit. Here's what I, I think God's telling me. I'm just going to bring that out with empathy and mercy and let's go. Versus, well, I better not bring that out because it might not go well. Mm-hmm. So codependents are very controlled by their partner's response. Now, if a narcissist is not a Christian, how do you navigate around that person? Ooh, good one. Right. So you again, your goal is not to be defined by how they react. It might not go well. It won't go well. Mm-hmm. Right? If the codependent steps in and says, here's how I'm feeling, here's what I think, it won't go well. 
and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But honesty today prevents problems tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so when you avoid the mess, you just carry the mess. Mm-hmm. So they get to go into those difficult situations and be more authentic and real. That's the squishy hard stuff. But a codependents tend to avoid that. So if the narcissist doesn't have a relationship with Christ, it's even, it makes it more loud. But narcissists that do know Christ sometimes feel like they got the inside track on God's will, and this is, this. let me tell you the truth, mm-hmm. okay? Versus kind of saying, hey, you know, God, my spouse is feeling unloved and hurt. How do I come towards them more? So we are speaking with Todd Mulliken, and I tell you, I'm learning so much, my friends. He's got an awesome book called To Be Right versus To Be Liked. Where can they find that book, and how can they buy it? On my website, ToddMulliken.com. Amazon's going to be picking it up, but for now, you can just go to my website and buy it right there, and, and we'll get it out to you. Now, Todd, you have some other helpful books. Would yeah. you share those with our sure, listeners the second, as well? The first one was The State of Affairs, Why People Have Affairs and How You Can Heal from that. Affairs like cheating? Uh, cheating, yes. So Are you the f- listening, friends? The five most common reasons why people have affairs. Uh, the second one is five ways to bring out the best in your spouse. So some things, five P's that guys can do for their wives, how to pursue them spiritually, how to be a planner, how to be a good parent, how to protect, and how to be present. And then some things that women can do from some A's like affirming, accepting, being, you know, looking at those things. So that's what that book talks about, short one. And the last one is uh, five ways to bring out the best in your kids. So five C's that parents can do to be consistent. Is it too late if they're grown? No, it's never too late. (laughs) (laughs) Mine are 29 or 30, 28, and 26. So, you know. And you're still learning. Still learning. My wife and I are still going, we don't know what we're doing. You know, amen. Thank you for Jesus. Absolutely. And and if you are listening and you don't know Jesus Christ, I got to tell you, the day you ask Jesus into your life, and do you know you have to invite him into your life? You've got to say, yes, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I am tired of trying to run my own life, and I know that you've created me to be victorious. Come into my life, Jesus Christ. Forgive me of my sins and help me to rise up to be the person that you have created me to be. If you've never said a prayer like that before, I am asking maybe today you've got something to be thankful for because you're still breathing. And you never know. We live on that razor's edge between life and death, and we don't know when we're going to go. And so may I encourage you today to say yes to Jesus Christ. Write it down. Tell somebody else. Invite him into your heart. No fancy words. And watch how he's going to just rock your world. You're going to become the person God created you to be as you lean into him and come to know him as well. Now, I'm so excited about this book. Todd, thank you so much to be right versus being liked. But with Thanksgiving around the corner, we are going to begin to talk about a hot mess. You're going to give us a couple of tools of how to deal with dysfunctional families. If you know you're going to be walking into this, what should I do? What should I not do? Should I address the mess? Should I not address the mess? I can't wait till we come back. Wednesday, she cooked me a steak dinner. Thursday, I don't even eat. Me and my woman, we don't get along but one day at a time. So one day we fuss and fight. Next day, everything's all right. Woo-hoo! It is getting 
getting hot in here. No, this is not the Lee Michaels show, but I am filling in for him. And who am I? I am Suge Burry, host of Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. I am so thankful, Lee, that you allowed us to come on here. And we only have a few minutes left, but it is so hot in the studio, John. Are you ready for this next segment? Absolutely, Suge. Been waiting for it the whole hour. Oh, I love it. We're going to be talking about a hot mess, dysfunctional families, and we're here with Todd Mulliken with Mulliken Counseling Center. I'm so excited to get into this topic, being that the holidays are around the corner. Now, I don't, Todd, have a dysfunctional family, but I just want to share and ask you this question. If you know you're going to go into um, a dysfunctional situation at the holidays, my first question is, how do you prepare yourself? And then the second question I have for you is, when is the right time to avoid the mess, and when is the right time to address the mess? Okay. So I like the way you said prepare because usually we're usually reactive versus proactive. So when we proactively go into things with just a little quick prayer in the car about what we're for with this family we're going to and how we get to be the hands and feet and just have a lot of mercy at that time, that's not the time to address a hot mess. It's not the time to do this honest conversation I talk about in the book. It's more about the time to celebrate what we're for. And now if the truth is we're going into something that's really you know, hurtful and dysfunctional, then we have to kind of talk about that ahead of time and say, hey, you know, going into our trip to Arizona and, you know, dad's an alcoholic and, you know, is hanging from the chandelier by three o'clock in the afternoon, right? How are we going to handle that differently? So we have to have good boundaries in Christ to say, because we've already addressed that with dad. We think he's an alcoholic. So we've addressed that with him and here's what we're feeling and here's what we need. So ideally, we're addressing the mess a long time before. Okay. So you're talking about now, today, like you, you pull in the driveway, you throw it in park and you say to the family. You don't, you don't talk about that when you're going to the for Thanksgiving dinner. Right. So Thursday at 1230 is not the time to, you know, tinkle the thing and say, I'd like to make an announcement, right? So No, you, you guys didn't see his hands. He's like, tinkle the bell. Bell, right. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> where, where exactly are you doing this? Right. Are you, are you, um... You're I'm watching the, the crown. You're on the so radio, and not everybody is on Facebook Live with us. So you know, I should like to address a problem of codependency in the yes. family. Yes. They're, yes, they're right. probably thinking, "What is the tinkle business right. going on?" <laughs> okay. I love it. So you walk in. Oh, okay, you walk into the Rambler wherever you live. You walk yeah. up the steps. You've got your casserole, and you don't bring it up. You... Right, because we're not we're not avoiding the mess. Because the truth is, we're going to talk about that at another time. Okay, mm-hmm. we are going to bring it up. We're going to have my first boundary and honest conversation. So we are going to address this person who we love and we're for, but we're really concerned about. So we're going to have a one-on-one with them, and we're going to proactively go in there for a very interactive conversation, but not at Thanksgiving dinner. At a different date. Yep. So we're going to have a good boundary called loving detachment. So Mm -hmm. when we're there at Thanksgiving, we're for the folks that are there, and we're loving them well in Christ, and we're trying to be interactive and drawing them out. And we're we're preparing ourselves for that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. We're proactively mm-hmm. praying it up, yep. you know, praying for the Advocate, the Holy Spirit to come in and comfort us with what is true, that we are loved. So we go in there with that confidence and that contentment in spite of going into a mess. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I that's, like that. that's what we try to do and just enjoy that because the truth is we're not avoiding the mess because we're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. So then as a couple, we have to talk about the dysfunction that we're concerned about. Uh, with this family that we love, and it may be the wife's family, the husband's family, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to be for each other in that and say, yeah, you know, when mom, you know, a lot of times there's a, a parent that's meddling too much in the marriage, so how do we address that with that person? 
And that's the first boundary, Shug, is to have an honest conversation yeah, with that person. I like that. And what, but let's get real. You're in the room. You're in the living room. Yeah. There's, you know, dysfunctional families have explosions. This just happens. Right. And uh, so that explosion happens. What do you do next? Yeah. So if you are a typical codependent and you want to, you know, minimize that and avoid it and just deflect, you know, you can lean in. And, you know, again, each situation is different. It's really important to say that right now. Okay. Each situation is different, Mm -hmm. right? What, you know, what kind of continuum are we talking about here? So if it is somebody that's really, really explosive, you know, we may choose to leave, you know, Mm -hmm. as a family might choose to leave. If it's somebody that is, you know, kind of a little bit temperamental sometimes and we're into a political discussion and one person wants to be right, you know, you may lean in very respectfully and say, golly, I just see it. I see it different than that. You know, you may just have a different opinion. So, but you always are going to model, you're not modeling avoidance, but you're also not modeling being right. You know, mm-hmm. you're modeling, hey, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I have a different perspective. So you're not like, the Minnesota Scandinavian sweeping it under the rug. Right. Yeah. And right. so, again, you might sweep under the rug something that's a, a nickel and dime thing and, and you're just saying, hey, this is not the time. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're talking about a significant explosion, you know, your children are there. And, you know, you're not, you know, wanting to, you know, because the kids don't listen to us, but they eventually imitate us. So mm-hmm. we get to make sure we're modeling that's healthy. Yep. We are talking to wonderful Mike Mulligan. I always want to say Mulligan, but he yeah, had a Mike steam is shovel. Your you can go with Mike, Mike Mulligan had a steam shovel, but right. you're you Todd go there, Mulligan and you have a counseling center. I'm very adaptive. Of <laughs> MikeMulligan.com. I think she's thinking about her honey at home. And, <laughs> and we're talking about a hot mess and what to do and what not to do on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know what I do when things get rough and I don't like the topic? I like just spill something on purpose and then everything has <laughs> to be focused. Like, oh no! Avoidance. Yeah, yeah avoidance. I just yeah, learned to tip something over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm the youngest a, child. You so and I should do a show just on what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> what not to do. How to, how to get out of bad situations. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. How oh. did they become dysfunctional? We can talk. We <laughs> and can if talk. you don't know who the dysfunctional person is in your family, it might be you. Oh. Ooh, Ooh. There we go. Think about that. You know, let me ask you this, Todd. Um, how do you see God playing a role in the mess mm. of these situations? Well, yeah, it's a great question. So you're going in with your own contentment and confidence, not arrogance, not inadequacy. But remember what Paul said, the secret of life, mm-hmm. wait for it, right, is to be content in all things. So even if I'm going into a tough situation, Paul wrote that from prison in Philippians. He didn't write it from the Weston in Edina, right? Mm-hmm. So he wrote it from prison, mm-hmm. right? So we have to, we pursue contentment. So even if we're in a hot, difficult situation, we're going to be content within ourselves and draw upon that strength mm-hmm. that God has for us to know what is true about that person's yes. struggle. Does that make sense? So yes. we have mercy about that. Absolutely. And praise God for that mercy and that grace. And so you've coached us on how to be prepared, how to avoid the mess. Uh, Basically, when is the right time to avoid the mess Mm -hmm. and when is the right time to address the mess? Um, Todd, you have just got so much information for us. Um, We dug into this on our podcast at Women's Hot Topics, Him for Her Radio. I encourage our listeners, would you guys go on our podcast and listen to this? He went into detail on some of these things, especially before the holidays. I am so thankful, Todd, for you being here. Would you come back again sometime? I would love to. Thanks for having me. I'll pay you. I really appreciate it. I swear. (laughs) Todd, Todd, can I just... Get in the car with you, and maybe we talk on the way yeah. home. We'll break could, it down. Could right. you come with over to the holidays at our dinner table? Oh, goodness. You know, Todd don't Mulligan. you just talk to him, Bridget, and you yes. just feel so calm? Or Mike. Calm? It's Mike, isn't it? it no, it's my husband, yeah, Mike, yes. Yeah. Um, um, 
And I love how you bring up Jesus all the time. Everything you've I do fused too. him into every conversation. I do too. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please, um, if you need any counseling of any kind or get the rate or Who's get the I book. Need counseling? Are you saying I need counseling? No, I'm not okay. looking at you. I'm okay. looking at John. Um, go to Todd Mulliken, Mulliken Counseling Center. We are so thankful you're here. The second hour, we have got Jay Bryan and Renee Calva, and we are going to be talking about staying attracted to, to your, your aging, aging spouse. spouse. We'll see you next time. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. I said you're finished! Get out!